Section 16 of Fancies versus Fads. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Fancies versus Fads by G. K. Chesterton. Section 16 The Secret Society of Mankind. With that fantastic love of paradox which gives pain to so many critics, I once suggested that there may be some truth in the notion of the brotherhood of men. This was naturally a subject for severe criticism from the modern or modernist standpoint, and I remember that the cleverest refutation of it occurred in a book which was called We Moderns. It was written by a Mr. Edward Moore, and very well written, too. Indeed, the author did himself some injustice in insisting on his own modernity for he was not so very modern after all but really quite lucid and coherent but i will venture to take his remark as a text here because it concerns a matter on which most moderns darken counsel in a highly incoherent manner it concerns the nature of the unity of men which i did certainly state in its more defiant form as the equality of man and i said that this norm or meeting-place of mankind can be found in the two extremes of the comic and the tragic i said that no individual tragedy could be so tragic as having to die and all men have equally to die i said that nothing can be funnier than having two legs and all men can join equally in the joke the critic in question was terribly severe on this remark I believe that the words of his condemnation ran as follows well in this passage there is an error so plain it is almost inconceivable that a responsible thinker could have put it forward even in jest for it is clear that the tragic and comic elements of which mr chesterton speaks make not only mankind but all life equal everything that lives must die and therefore it is in mr chesterton's sense tragic everything that lives has shape and therefore it is in mr chesterton's sense comic his premises lead to the equality not of mankind but of all that lives whether it be leviathan or butterfly oak or violet worm or eagle would that he had said this then we who affirm inequality would be the first to echo him I do not feel it hard to show that where mr moore thinks equality wrong is exactly where it is right and i will begin with mortality premising that the same is true for those who believe it of immortality both are absolutes a man cannot be somewhat mortal nor can he be rather immortal to begin with it must be understood that having an equality in being black or white is not even the same as being equally black or white it is generally fair to take a familiar illustration and i will take the ordinary expression about being all in the same boat mr moore and i and all men are not only all in the same boat but have a very real equality implied in that fact nevertheless since there is a word inner as well as a word in there is a sense in which some of us might be more in the boat than others my fellow-passengers might have stowed me at the bottom of the boat and sat on top of me moved by a natural distaste for my sitting on top of them i have noticed that i am often thus packed in a preliminary fashion into the back seats or basic parts of cabs cars or boats 
there being evidently a feeling that i am the stuff of which the foundations of an edifice are made rather than its toppling minarets or tapering spires meanwhile mr moore might be surveying the world from the masthead if there were one or leaning out over the prow with the forward gestures of a leader of men or even sitting by preference on the edge of the boat with his feet paddling in the water to indicate the utmost possible aristocratic detachment from us and our concerns nevertheless in the large and ultimate matters which are the whole meaning of the phrase all in the same boat we should be all equally in the same boat we should be all equally dependent upon the reassuring fact that a boat can float if it did not float but sink each one of us would have lost his one and only boat at the same decisive time and in the same disconcerting manner if the king of the cannibal islands upon whose principal island we might suffer the inconvenience of being wrecked were to exclaim in a loud voice i will eat every single man who has arrived by that identical boat and no other we should all be eaten and we should all be equally eaten for being eaten considered as a tragedy is not a matter of degree now there is a fault in every analogy but the fault in my analogy is not a fault in my argument it is the chief fault in mr moore's argument it may be said that even in a shipwreck men are not equal for some of us might be so strong that we could swim to the shore or some of us might be so tough that the island king would repent of his rash vow after the first bite but it is precisely here that i have again as delicately as possible to draw the reader's attention to the modest and little-known institution called death we are all in a boat which will certainly drown us all and drown us equally the strongest with the weakest we sail to the land of an ogre edax rerum who devours all without distinction and the meaning in the phrase about being all in the same boat is not that there are no degrees among the people in a boat but that all those degrees are nothing compared with the stupendous fact that the boat goes home or goes down and it is when i come to the particular criticism on my remarks about the fact of having to die that i feel most confident that i was right and that mr moore is wrong it will be noted that i spoke of the fact of having to die not the fact of dying the brotherhood of men being a spiritual thing is not concerned merely with the truth that all men will die but with the truth that all men know it it is true as mr moore says that everything will die whether it be leviathan or butterfly oak or violet worm or eagle but exactly what at the very start we do not know is whether they know it can mr moore draw forth leviathan with a hook and extract his hopes and fears about the heavenly harpooner can he worm its philosophy out of a worm or get the caterpillar to talk about the faint possibility of a butterfly the caterpillar on the leaf may repeat to blake his mother's grief but it does not repeat to anybody its own grief about its own mother can he know whether oaks confront their fate with hearts of oak as the phrase is used in a sailor's song he cannot and this is the whole point about human brotherhood the point the vegetarians cannot see this is why a harpooner is not an assassin this is why eating whale's blubber though not attractive to the fancy is not repulsive to the conscience we do not know what a whale thinks of death 
still less what the other whales think of his being killed and eaten he may be a pessimistic whale and be perpetually wishing that this too too solid blubber would melt thaw and resolve itself into a dew he may be a fanatical whale and feel frantically certain of passing instantly into a polar paradise of whales ruled by the sacred whale who swallowed jonah but we can elicit no sign or gesture from him suggestive of such reflections and the working common sense of the thing is that no creatures outside man seem to have any sense of death at all mr moore has therefore chosen a strangely unlucky point upon which to challenge the true egalitarian doctrine almost the most arresting and even startling stamp of the solidarity and sameness of mankind is precisely this fact not only of death but of the shadow of death we do know of any man whatever what we do not know of any other thing whatever that his death is what we call a tragedy from the fact that it is a tragedy flow all the forms and tests by which we say it is a murder or an execution a martyrdom or a suicide they all depend on an echo or vibration not only in the soul of man but in the souls of all men oddly enough mr moore has made exactly the same mistake about the comic as about the tragic it is true i think that almost everything which has a shape is humorous but it is not true that everything which has a shape has a sense of humour the whale may be laughable but it is not the whale who laughs the image indeed is almost alarming at the instant the question is raised we collide with another colossal fact dwarfing all human differentiations the fact that man is the only creature who does laugh in the presence of this prodigious fact the fact that men laugh in different degrees and at different things shrivels not merely into insignificance but into invisibility it is true that i have often felt the physical universe as something like a firework display the most practical of all practical jokes but if the cosmos is meant for a joke men seem to be the only cosmic conspirators who have been let into the joke there could be no fraternity like our freemasonry in that secret pleasure it is true that there are no limits to this jesting faculty that it is not confined to common human jests but it is confined to human jesters mr moore may burst out laughing when he beholds the morning star or be thrown into convulsions of amusement by the effect of moonrise seen through a mist he may to quote his own catalogue see all the fun of an eagle or an oak tree we may come upon him in some quiet dell rolling about in uproarious mirth at the sight of a violet but we shall not find the violet in a state of uproarious mirth at mr moore he may laugh at the worm but the worm will not turn and laugh at him for that comfort he must come to his fellow sinners i shall always be ready to oblige the truth involved here has had many names that man is the image of god that he is the microcosm that he is the measure of all things he is the microcosm in the sense that he is the mirror the only crystal we know in which the fantasy and fear in things are in the double and real sense things of reflection in the presence of this mysterious monopoly the differences of men are like dust this is what the equality of men means to me 
and that is the only intelligible thing it ever meant to anybody the common things of men infinitely outclass all classes for a man to disagree with this it is necessary that he should understand it mr moore may really disagree with it but the ordinary modern anti-egalitarian does not understand it or apparently anything else if a man says he had some transcendental dogma of his own as mr moore may possibly have which mixes man with nature or claims to see other values in men i shall say no more than that my religion is different from his and i am uncommonly glad of it but if he simply says that men cannot be equal because some of them are clever and some of them are stupid why then i shall merely agree not without tears that some of them are very stupid. End of section 16